0: But by popular demand, we present to you an episode of the Daleks' film, Drunken Time Travel, podcast. Hello. That, that wasn't at all awkward, was it, that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Awkward is what we do. It's why we drink. It is why we drink.
0: Usually to relieve the awkwardness, but... There's so many reasons. What are you drinking today, Alf? I'm drinking Cobra. Yeah, it's a beer from uh, India. And my choice of beverage today is Praman from Prague. Uh, Prague in which country, yeah. That would be from premium beer country. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that's a good country. It's, it's my favourite country. I don't tell it. So back to the Daleks. Yes. Well, first of all, Wikipedia
1: descri- describes Daleks as a logistics services company based in the US with headquarters in Memphis. Oh wait, sorry, that's uh, that's pretext. So anyway, on with the uh, episode encapsulation. Yes, I can still say encapsulation. Uh, First episode is the dead planet, or the one in which the planet is dead. So the TARDIS crew land on a planet, and the radiation meter waits until they leave before showing that it ain't normal out there. Trees are dead, animals are dead. Did I mention the planet's dead? But they they examine the wildlife somehow for five minutes. Then they spot a model city, which in the ensuing struggle to see, Susan's flowers crushed, not a euphemism. Ian doesn't let Doctor explore the model city, so the Doctor sabotages the ship and they have to go get some Mercury or MacGuffin from there. In the city, Barbara is trapped by a camera with a stick at the end. The survivors, or the one where the Daleks say hi. The other three decide eventually to look for Barbara, but you can tell they don't want to. The Doctor, when not pressed at all, comes clean about sabotaging the ship, and Ian calls him an old fool for his trouble, never mind it is radiation sickness. The Daleks appear, and to show they mean business, they give Ian pins and needles in his legs. We know it's his legs, because he mentions ten or twelve times. The Doctor is interrogated by the Daleks, and somehow doesn't fall asleep at their their monotonous voices. The radiation was caused by a war that the Daleks were one side of. And they send Susan to get the drugs that were left in the first part, which she does after wandering around for a few hours. The third episode, The Escape, the one where the Daleks are devilishly devious dicks. There's not much chance of escape for us though, is there? No, definitely not. It's okay, there's another five episodes of this. Susan gets to the TARDIS and is set upon by one of the Thals, uh, who has blonde hair and blue eyes. And he's terribly nice. He gives her more drugs, but only the first is free.
0: So they're setting up a monopoly already.
1: They are setting yep. Yeah, it's, it's like the wire, but black and white. They want to talk to the Daleks, presumably to sell more drugs. Back in the model city, the Daleks are devious and pretend to want to help the Aryans. The Daleks dictate a letter to Susan for the Aryans that they'll give them food while having their plungers crossed. The doctor figures out Daleks are run on static electricity, just like a balloon and something bad happens. They capture a Dalek, and Ian gets into it, non-sexually, and they escape. The Ambush are the one with the two nicks of time. They manage to get away from the the Daleks, but Ian is trapped in the suit and like a five-year-old can't undress. The others escape, and in the nick of time, so does Ian. They then have to warn the Aryans about the Ambush. If it's about the episode, I understand, believe me. The Aryans find the decoy food, but no Daleks. Like, that's a bad thing. Ian runs in at the last second, again, to say it's a trap. The Aryans are told they have to fight against the Daleks, but they're pacifists, so the travelers decide to leave them to their death. Well, except for the fact Ian the Count has left the MacGuffin in the model city. Episode number 11 d-million. The expedition or the one where the Daleks want to chill out. The Doctor wants to use the Aryans as an army against the Daleks. Ian doesn't because he's a wuss. He then changes his mind after talking to the Doctor and winds up the Aryans until they punch him. I can't blame them. Meanwhile, the model city, the Daleks are tripping balls on the radiation drugs and decide to drop another neutron bomb. The Aryans decide to help the Doctor. What a surprise. To do so, they go through a dangerous swamp and camp next to it. But they seem camp enough as it is, if you ask me. Oh, and one of them dies, which is another death on Ian's conscience. The ordeal, and that's the one where the episode title sums it up. One of the Aryans seems to be having a nervous breakdown. Meanwhile, the Daleks have commissioned a report and feasibility study on the neutron bomb. These Daleks suck. The Aryans, Ian and Barbara, find themselves in a cave where they go spelunking. The nervous breakdown guy wants to go back, but they won't let him. Meanwhile, the Doctor and Susan are captured by the Daleks. Again. Eventually, the breakdown guy ends up over a cliff at the cliffhanger. It's okay. Last one. The rescue, or the one that is not to be confused with Disney's rescuers. So eventually, the breakdown guy dies, because you can't be a pacifist. Or show fear in this story. Meanwhile, uh, between episodes, they all seem to have dirted themselves up. But they reach the city. The struggle ensues, and two more deaths, along with the Daleks. So that's three people, and a civilisation on undians, conscience in total. TARDIS crew leave, and we rejoice. Then they all fall in unison in the toilet. Ta- TARDIS. And that's it. That's all seven episodes, or three hours in a nutshell.
0: Was it only
1: three hours? It was only three hours, can you believe that? And people complain about the entertainment industry these days. It really was a different time back then, wasn't it? It seemed to go slower as well. Yes, well, it's not as fast-paced as today's stories, let's put it that way. And when I say fast-paced, I meant good.
0: I also couldn't help but notice you were being uh, overly critical of Ian. (laughs) (laughs) Well...
1: I don't think I was being overly critical at all. I I think I I was being the right amount of critical. If there was a unit of criticalness, I was in fact being the exact measurement of that. I was being
0: the metric measurement of criticalness towards Ian. If it was measured in Ian's, it would be about minus five.
1: Yes, because Ian's are measured in negative amounts, obviously, because he's not rubbish.
0: Sorry, did you have something to say? Uh, nothing. No? No. I'm getting over your uh, Ian Hexford. <laughs> You've been getting over that for years now.
1: So, did you have anything to say about this episode? Story, whatever.
0: Well, surprisingly, it's about Ian. It, it's not about Ian. It's it's about Daleks
1: and how the Thals gave them drugs and now they were tripping balls at Wellington.
0: Blew up the entire planet. Oh, the story might have been about Daleks. Well, you say story. But my point's about There was about three episodes worth of story in that. But my point is. Oh, your point is, sorry. Yeah. Two episodes into this, and um, it still seems to be like Ian's the main character. Only only because I like insulting Ian. Oh, you mean in this
1: actual story, Ian's the main character? Yes. Well, no, because Susan was the one doing everything in, in within three episodes of that story. She was the one that taking a letter the for the Daleks. She was the one going on errands for the Daleks. She was just a messenger, a messenger. She he was, taking was the man
0: behind she, everything. He, he wasn't a man behind everything. He was.
1: He was the man inside a Dalek.
0: It was telling the Daleks what to or, do. or not. He controlled the Dalek as Dalekian.
1: Yeah, and then at the end, he forgot the whole, uh, oh, wait, I left the whole mercury fluid link thing in the in the, in the
0: model city. Oh, dear. No, he did not forget anything. Yes, I've heard the you The Daleks of this, stole it off him.
1: Oh, no, I thought this was a whole plan of Ian's. Didn't you say that earlier? It was the whole plan of Ian's so that he could uh,
0: take over the world or something, I can't remember. Ian doesn't need to take over the world. He already owns it. He already is the world, yes. Okay. But it just seems to be more Ian than the Doctor, still.
1: Well, going serious for a moment, um, that was the whole reason Ian and Barbara, well, Ian especially, were brought in, because the the Doctor wasn't really the main character. Well, he was the main character, Mm -hmm. but he didn't do all the action things. That's why Ian was brought in. Unlike, unlike the Doctor Who of today, where yeah. where the Doctor himself is the action character. He is the main mm. focus of everything.
0: Yeah, I like to think the Doctor of today got all his character traits and everything that he learned from Ian. That's it, this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> Ian was the stepping stone for Doctor Who. Yes, if only
1: he had been slapped by a stone in the first episode, that would have been better.
0: I'll take it you don't agree, him With you, never. Well, that was a surprise. I did like a bit at the beginning,
1: in the first episode, and I don't know if you noticed it, where Ian and Barbara plot the Doctor's death.
0: I missed that bit.
1: It was very subtle, but uh, they were talking, just as they arrived on the planet, and Barbara said to Ian, they were talking about, you'll have to make sure no harm comes to him, and uh, Barbara said uh, it would be wouldn't it be good if, uh, if he fell over or something? So they were already going all Soprano-style in, in the first episode of The Daleks. If only they'd taken that particular conversation and ran with it in the next few episodes. It
0: would have left an interesting rest of the series. It would have.
1: Certainly. That would have been good.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't have mind seeing the adventures of uh, Ian travelling around the universe, writing all the wrongs that the Doctor created, <laughs> and defeating the Daleks, smashing the Cybermen.
1: So, uh, what about the Daleks themselves? They were they were quite rubbish compared to today's Daleks, weren't they? It
0: depends which of today's Daleks you're referring to. Daleks sick? Uh, they were quite good. Mm. What do you mean which of today's Daleks? Well, there's been several sort of incarnations of the Daleks. Well, I mean, I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking about the new series, the, uh, yes. the, the 2005 ones. Menacingly, yes, they've been good, but I didn't like them. They're not Pepper Daleks. But that's a different story.
1: It's a different time.
0: Yes, everything's very much slower then. God, was it slow?
1: <laughs> How's your beer?
0: It is absolutely fine at the minute.
1: It's mm. oh, nice, crisp and clear. If the makers of Cobra want to send me some,
0: you know, feel free. Yes, I wouldn't be adverse to getting some Cobra, either. Or on the off chance, some Starry I'll repeat some, that, Starry It's like saying Starry don't you? It's, uh, it is one of my favourite beers to say. <laughs> I don't know why, maybe because there's so many syllables in it. But it is mm. a very tasty beer. Or like it, as we generally say back in England. Yes. I'm presuming you're not listening to it in England, because who's going to listen to it back here? Well, who's going to listen to it? Everybody's already know. seen Doctor Who.
1: Indeed. Well, not everybody.
0: You hadn't. Until a few years ago. Yes, and I blame you for that. Yes. You ruined my you, life. But you Doctor. you got, didn't even know Doctor Who existed before you were born, did you? Yes. To I think... Know. Five, six years ago, I didn't know who Paul McGann was.
1: You, you know, and it's going to be 12 years before we get to go with the Paul McGann episode. Episode. Singular. Don't bring up Big Finish, please. It's not an episode, it's a film. Film. So, yes, the Has Daleks. anybody else had a film? The, the, the Daleks were... Uh...
0: Yes, back to the Daleks.
1: Huh? Yes, that's what I was going to talk about don't know why, it was a very slow story. It was, it was a good story, but it was like told in far too much time. We might have said this for the last one
0: as well. Mm. I have I a feeling we may three. say this for the next one.
1: No, the next one might be okay. It's a two-parter. Mm. The, uh, yeah, I'm still
0: not feeling it.
1: <laughs> I think it would have been fine for three episodes. Pushing four. But then, because the last three episodes really could have been summed up with the... sentence. Or two. Yeah, and that would have been it. The uh, the TARDIS crew convince the Thals to go and defeat the Daleks and they do.
0: That's that's the last three episodes. Yes. Especially the sixth of where they just fuck about in a cave and literally nothing happens.
1: Yes, welcome to Doctor Who and caves. I should do a thesis on that. If I was doing any kind of degree to do with Doctor Who or caves.
0: It's just a shame they didn't turn out into a quarry after that and fucked about in there for an episode. Oh, they'll get to a quarry eventually, don't you worry.
1: Yes, I did like in in the Dalek City, or Model City as I insist on calling it, Mm -hmm. the... uh, to to disguise the fact that there were only like three Daleks the program makers decided (laughs) to to put Dalek murals along the wall to convince us there were in fact more Daleks or unless the Daleks themselves spent hundreds of years painting those murals of Daleks well maybe they'd they'd invested
0: many years of research into sort of psychological illusions I hope the Daleks actually talk to those murals as if they're real. It's a chance because they only look so like a single viewfinder the camera. They've got no depth perception. Yes. Obviously.
1: They could actually talk to them as if. And then that. And then. the might just they think they're them. really ignorant Daleks. And <laughs> maybe that's why they, why they commissioned feasibility studies into neutron bombs, <laughs> because they think the other Daleks are watching them.
0: It's not took my eye off me all afternoon. Oh. And riding me like a bastard, and they won't answer me. At all. Silent treatment all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're so grumpy. Well, and then they go
1: home to their <laughs> to their apartment and see their wife. That <sighs> boss was a right bastard to me today. <laughs> and then they then they come and they they get their beer and they do a podcast about those humans watching. them. Drunk, uh. and they call it drunken static electricity.
0: <laughs> also, this episode, Doctor being a bit of a bastard again. When was he a bastard? What was he a bastard about?
1: What well, I'm well, the very... What, st- he, what he do? <laughs>
0: but this is the first Doctor. All he is, is a bastard. This is why I like him. Are you referring to the fact
1: <laughs> that they endangered all their lives with radiation sickness by pretending... To the tortoise was in fact sabotaged
0: yes he pretended there was a break with the fluid link or something yeah. and oh, they like needed maker. Yeah. but now he didn't he just lied <laughs> he, he set up an elaborate bit trap to make him think that but he just lied yeah he just lied and then they went to the Dalek city uh, and the great thing
1: about that was they went into the city and they they found a room that was all science-y. And Ian says, Oh, we're bound to find some mercury in here. What?
0: Yeah, just find what's the likelihood of finding mercury anywhere?
1: <laughs> you could go round to town for hours, if not days, looking for mercury and not find it. And they think they're just going to go to Dalek City so and find some in abundance. Ah, it's the mercury room. <laughs> Finally. I'd like a mercury room. But then they find out it's in fact a Dalek nightclub. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting to watch. dogs in a nightclub.
0: Yeah. I'd like to see how they move. I bet they can throw some shapes. They can. That's dancing to everyone else. I am so hip. (laughs) I'm a hipster.
1: Would they be taking the radiation drugs in the Mercury mercury room?
0: Or would they be allowed to?
1: And would they be allowed their rubber, rubber soles on, on the, on the, on the, on the Daleks? Would they be been allowed that do in the they have, Do they
0: have rubber soles? Well, I'm presuming it's something. I, I'd, imagine well, I it I'd imagine it was metal. i imagine it was metal to well, conduct well, the talking, static electricity. I'm obviously talking about the Beatles album. No, the Beatles album didn't have rubber soles.
1: Rubber soles. The Beatles songs Soles. PCRs.
0: See, this is why I don't get them. Pop culture references. Yeah.
1: So, do you have? Do take a swig that? Do you have, Do you have anything? Because I really don't have anything else to add to this that I can think of.
0: Yeah. Why did all the stars look like Flash Gordon? <laughs> or did they just happen to catch them in the middle of a science fiction convention or something?
1: I think so. Maybe that was the, that was the Moon of Mongo they landed on.
0: Yeah. What's that? From Flash Gordon. Ah, uh, pop culture referencing. him
1: Whatever references to what you said?
0: Yeah, I only know vaguely some terms and things, and I speak without knowing most of the time.
1: This is true. I love how the Dalits are kind of uh, uh, um, uh, analogous to the Nazis, and yet they were
0: fighting people who were basically Aryans. They're the anti Nazis.
1: You're the anti 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 Nazis?
0: Anti Nazis. anti Nazis. That's a new, Nazi. new alien race. I'm going to have to write that down. And also in this, the Doctor still is a little bit selfish. Still, he did not care about the fowls to start with. No, yeah. he was well, willing he to leave them to death. Well, they all were. If it wasn't for Ian. <laughs> Ian. Being an idiot and forgetting that he l- that he left something. The Daleks yes. took it from him. He did not forget anything. Okay, he forgot the Daleks took it from him. He didn't forget that. He uh-huh. just didn't reveal it until uh-huh. later, <laughs> till the last second, which is his theme of the
1: story, I believe. Uh, yes, and earlier in the uh, in the story, they had some space age food from the TARDIS food computer thing. Mm. Where they ate something and it
0: was basically bacon and eggs, but it was like, like a well, bacon and egg gum. chocolate bar or something.
1: Yeah. I believe you've had some uh, space age food, haven't you, when you went uh, to America? Yeah, uh, yes, I had freeze some, dried or whatever it was. Uh, some
0: freeze dried ice cream or something, I think. Yes. Yeah, some, yeah, some, yeah, some well, what was NASA that? space cream. It was a bit rubbish, <laughs> to be fair. It tasted like strawberry. It wasn't ice cream because it wasn't cold. It was like fondant or something. Was it like strawberry flavoured sand? It was, it like, it was sand. like warm fondant. Was it like strawberry flavoured sand? No, it weren't as grainy as sand. It wasn't as
1: grainy as something
0: to It was like strawberry flavoured warm snow.
1: Interesting. Maybe if we could get that to, to fall... That hadn't melted. That hadn't melted. Well I, well, I figured that.
0: I used my brain to figure it out. Mm. I think it melted my brain. <laughs> Oh, that's one
1: visit.
0: <laughs> yes, I haven't quite recovered from visiting America I'm eating strawberry melted snow that's not melted.
1: So, I, anything else? You seem to have a bit of a bit of things you were talking about. Do you have anything else apart from the beer? Oh, do you want to talk about the beer? Let's talk about the beer.
0: Yes, I'm drinking Staripra. <laughs> They're
1: not going to pay us, Cobra. <laughs> it's a premium beer. means you have to pay for it from Prague and do you know what country that's in yet
0: it's uh, from the premium beer country in Prague Staropanon if you wanted to bring me some
1: second episode and we're already doing advertising
0: this is not advertising I have mentioned nothing about its crisp clean taste (laughs) (laughs) or how easy it goes down
1: I could have made a joke there, but you said, I just left it. Ah, <coughs> beautiful. Will we get to the questions now, then? Uh, we could do. First question. Uh, let me see, who did it,
0: oh, it was to Oh, it was to you, wasn't it, Guy? It, well, it was to us both. It was to the podcast. Yes. It was. Not that one that you brought up there, get it right. It was from sleep. Yes. And it was, uh, what is the best slow-motion fall? Presumably in this episode, story. I should stop calling it an episode, because there are seven episodes in this story. Yes, it's... In this story, at the least, I would say the Doctor's Fall at the end was the most comedic.
1: Well, yes, I'd have to agree with you. There are a lot of comedic falls in in this
0: that was good but the doctor he, he sort of stumbled back and then threw himself it, it was spectacularly funny in this episode
1: going on from that I did love the the Daleks deaths towards the end I did love the I mean I mean I know they're people in suits but they really tried to overact in their deaths the Daleks deaths the Daleks deaths death at the end not of the Files no they're different people
0: did you just have that the Give them the names. It's sort of gives it away a little bit.
1: No, but I really did think that just, it just—it was just marvelous. They're they're overacting, but you do find out with Daleks and they're Over- overacting and ra- <laughs> yeah. their stories from
0: you know for the first few years it's brilliant mm-hmm. until Dalek Steve comes in. But that's a story for another. That's a story for another podcast. If we do. But which was your favorite fallen?
1: My favourite fall, I would say, was Ian, when he,
0: was, when he got pins and needles in his legs. I thought that might have been your favourite fall. Anything where Ian falls down... Well, I, I, could
1: have, I could have said the one where he fell down at the end, but no, the other one where he decides to make a run for it, which... and then didn't. I'm surprised the dogs didn't commission a feasibility study on whether they should have given him pins and needles or the measles. Maybe they,
0: did. Maybe they did. Maybe they submitted that report when they first landed it. It came back and um, the Dalek acted upon it. it just came back mm-hmm. in the nick of time for mm-hmm. the Dalek to be able to do that. Yeah, because it was going to give them a limp, but it came back. Oh, no, pins and needles. <laughs> I'm glad we knew that. And I wanted to give them Oh, and the Daleks, were,
1: when they are talking, it's just awful. With their boring, monotonous staccato voices. You can't say that about other Daleks, Tom. I'm talking about then. I mean, now I'm fine hearing yeah. them talk. Daleks can actually do comedy in, in the new series, but then it was just very... Clinical. Clean, clinical, yes. Occasionally it was fine, you know, for them to say things, but, I mean, just for, for whole scenes, it was just, oh, God, are really, really, are they still talking? I mean, could you imagine those dogs doing an entire play of Hamlet or
0: something? They were quite cunning as well, which is... Uh,
1: they were diversely devious, I felt. But yes, uh, the next question. next question is from Ron Watt who says, If you were to continue reviewing the entire series, would you include those Peter Cushing aberrations from the mid-60s? And you were drinking, so he's just including all the big words. Mm.
0: Um, we my what, What's your feeling? My this? personal feelings would be no. Really? Yes, uh, I would say we would only cover the sort of the main sort of BBC rooms.
1: I think we should cover it, but maybe in an unofficial kind of way, in a
0: blog or something.
1: The interesting thing—it's possible. It, I'm not
0: opposed against. You're not opposed against. Covering the Peter Cushing movies. At all, but it, would it could be like them. it could be like a special. Hmm. There are a few good things in them.
1: They are basically the remakes, movie remakes of the first two Dalek stories. So this one, and then the Dalek Invasion of Earth. So basically, the first Peter Cushing movie is this story again, but in colour.
0: So, it's possible we could, then. It's possible. We won't rule if, anything if else out. If we continue doing, we're not it, being, we're not it doing it, it is possible. We don't even
1: know if we're doing the next one yet. It's two possibles. <laughs> you don't, you don't possible even know if you're doing the next podcast yet, do you, got? No. Yeah.
0: We're not. Who so, knows? See, this
1: is right now I know what the cast of Firefly felt like on a week-to-week basis, uh, and that's all the questions we have. Um, anything you want to say to sum up? I uh, well, I just like to say yeah. this is me. So mm. I'd like to say that uh, it was a good story. It was padded out far,
0: far too much, and it was interesting in to see
1: the Daleks in their in their original time.
0: Yeah, for the first appearance of the Daleks, I didn't think it was too bad. They showed themselves quite menacing and conniving.
1: Conniving, nice.
0: Nice, yes, thank you. I tried to think of a different word that didn't begin with D. And there, I mean, I, I had 25 letters to choose from, so.
1: Well, you are good at words with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, And the whole first cliffhanger where it's just you just see the, uh, the plunger heading towards Barbara and nothing else, that was quite well done. You know, it didn't give up sus- gave suspense for the
0: next episode, so that was good. Yes, it could've been a cookery show or anything. It could have been. Uh, who knows where it could have gone. I really want to see a Dalek cookery show. In fact I
1: wanna see a Dalek Cookery show with the Dalek nightclub and the whole Dalek sitcom with his
0: boss and everything, which is just a painting on the wall. Not to mention what's a plunger doing in a cookery show, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've seen your cooking
1: gal, so Ah. It could, anything could happen, really, couldn't it? <laughs> Secret's out.
0: So, that's it then, is it? Uh, that's uh, about it, yes.
1: Quote of the episode, then. Um, here's mine. Uh, this, is, this is what was said by one of the Thals to another Thal about uh, about them giving the uh, drugs to Susan. Uh, she said... It would have
0: been better if you'd given it to a man instead of a girl.
1: Which, uh, which is quite interesting for the sixties and the whole sexual, you know, liberation thing. And st- there's still a woman talking as if it's been. It would have be been better if you'd given it to a man, who who should have been the boss, kind of thing. I just thought that was a bit that stood out a bit. Interesting.
0: As for mine, I've decided that instead of a quote of the episode, I'm going to go with the Ian moment of the episode. Oh God. And my Ian moment of this episode, or story, whatever you want to call it, is where he shows the Doctor how to manipulate and he eventually convinces the Thals to fight by threatening something or someone that the leader cares for, if you this is, this
1: is after the Doctor has convinced him that he needs to, uh, to use the Thals as, as an army because he didn't want to do that at first. Isn't that that right?
0: Yes, that's (laughs) right. (laughs) But Ian does it because the Doctor's rubbish. Ian does it because the Doctor told him to. And And this is the moment where it happens. Perhaps the Daleks are more interested in people. Maybe they were holding us to experiment on us. I could take them an alternative.
1: something you'll fight for Brilliant. so the next episode will be the edge of destruction a two-parter that I will be doing and uh, that's if we do it of course so it's
0: all depends on your feedback guys <laughs> you're such a whore it's good night for me <laughs> and it's good night from him